Hey everybody, Kyle here. Just letting you know before the show gets started that uh, trivia is coming up. We have our trivia date for the winter time. It is going to be February 26th, Sunday, February 26th, starting at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So go ahead, visit us at patreon.com slash mouse madness. Join Jerry's gang at the $5 level. You'll be able to join us for a very fun virtual trivia night we have some jerry's gang participants that are trying to defend their back to back to back championships uh this one's gonna be good this is we have a a round that is based around uh chris and i it's gonna be very exciting it's gonna be very fun uh we hope to see you there so february 26th that's a sunday at 6 p.m pacific standard time Uh, we hope to see you there join the gang join the fun uh and on with the show Assemble. No! <laughs> is this Pixar or is this? This Hades costume is the stinkiest costume on this brand. <laughs> Babies are often very useless when you need to get things done. Take a puff. Do you fear Big Bong is a sus individual. That's our secret. We're always angry. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox. And I'm Kyle Skinner. And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what was truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at Mouse Madness Pod. Send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or support us on Patreon by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang at patreon.com slash mousemadness. Chris, Jerry's Gang. I, ha- I have to talk about something really fast. So okay. obviously you and I run Jerry's Gang, but we not aren't necessarily in Jerry's Gang, which means that I don't, unless we record together some of the bonus epis that we put up for the gang, I'm not listening because I I don't get them. I don't get the episodes to my own Patreon uh, because that's just how that works. So what I had to do recently was go a little bit into the back end. I had to go into our little Google Drive folders because uh, your boy's starting to run again. And I remember that Chris had posted once upon a time a Jerry's Run Gang uh, episode in which he made us a playlist to run to. And I don't know what you put into that playlist, Chris, but not only did I run the furthest and the longest I've ever ran, I had to stop in the middle of of the path and throw my ass a little bit because those things (laughs) were slaps. What the hell? They were so good. It is now my running playlist. I'm just going to keep doing it. You've got that. You got that Peloton voice. You're telling me, keep that pace. Hey, this one's going to get you there. It's going to keep you going. Incredible. I'm so happy that you finally listened to it six months later, but uh, <laughs> no one said anything when I dropped it and I was like, well, God damn. But uh, Tess actually recently uh, gave us a shout out on Instagram. So thank you, Tess, Tessie K. But um, that was such a labor of love for me God, because I got back into running last year. I picked it up in 2020 during the pandemic. Gym, gyms are closed. Manhattan running through Central Park is so fun. I loved it. So um, I was on my run game, but uh, I got off my run game for a while. And so I picked it back up. And to help me, I started listening to guided runs 
Uh, and I thought it was a really stupid idea, but as <laughs> I listened to them more, I was like, dang, this is actually super helpful and actually like really fun. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to record my own little kind of guided Dude. run. And uh, the idea, like I started producing this episode with like, okay, I'm going to do like, you know, Hercules, um, go the yeah. distance, you know, like running song, life is a highway running song. Uh, and then, and then, I mean, Hey, we're YouTube remix boys. Like that's how we do. And then like, it just slowly descended into madness. Um, and it's like, it's all those songs, but just with the filthiest drops you've ever God, heard in your life. It's so good. It's if you're not part of Jerry's gang, you're missing out. You got to join if for the very least to get access to that one episode. I'm I'm saying that I don't know. I think Chris, you got to come in every couple of months and give us another Run Club playlist. I think that just has to be a recurring thing uh, on the gang. I uh, I'm already cooking up my second one, and I sent <laughs> oh, you a few of the entries, and you are like, now hate it. So uh, <laughs> you know, it, there's something for everyone, really. Yeah, sure. um, oh. All right, let's let's get back to uh, this show uh, and this bracket. Uh, we are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, and we are talking best MCU fight scene. Uh, we, 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 often, we often don't <laughs> delve into Marvel. Uh, we rarely <laughs> delve into Marvel. Um, but, but here we are, Kyle. We are focusing on uh, Marvel movies only, uh, no Disney Plus shows. Uh, and to help us kind of debate our way through the bracket, uh, we asked Anuj, to hop aboard uh, and Anuj broke a, a bunch of ties in the last episode. Um, but something that Anuj didn't get to talk about last week was the Changavi show. Uh, Anuj is, is a podcaster of his own. Uh, he's got a Changavi gang and uh, Anuj welcome back. A B give us a little shameless plug. Uh, what's, w- what are you working on? What's the Changavi show about? Yeah. Um, so I have my own podcast, as Chris was saying. Thank you for allowing me to shameless plug. It's called The Chingavi Show. And basically, I talk about all sorts of things, current events related, anything that's like, you know, trendy, Gen Z-ish that you guys want to get your information on. Like, I'm I'm the source, I'd like to think. Uh, I break down a little bit of politics, a little bit of sports, anything basically that like is on top of people's heads. I try to do some in-depth breakdowns try to break it down, do some good research, uh, and then give my own opinion if you really care. Uh, and so I do that. And then I do another show called The Changavi After Show, which I do uh, after every episode of The Changavi Show, where I basically just talk a bunch of shit and just kind of <laughs> kind of just like, you know, crap talk, uh, talk about my life, uh, you know, crap about whatever's going on and and have fun it's more unfiltered more unabashed and i'm kind of unapologetically myself which sometimes gets me in trouble with all the tiktok trolls but (laughs) hey it's good content and it's a lot of fun so if you guys are into it at the changavi show on all platforms facebook instagram twitter you know the deal so go follow me i promise uh it'll be it'll be fun and it's uh you know we're building something it's you know it's nothing so far but uh i have fun doing it so can't complain the the Changavi show is what encouraged uh, me to invite Anoush on Mouse Madness because uh, he's a part of the sports world and uh, he appreciates hot take culture. And that's really what Mouse Madness was born out of. And I was like, this guy, <laughs> yeah. he's got hot takes. He's He appreciates a hot take. Uh, so we got to have him on the hot seat. I mean, breaking some ties. They call me Brown Skip Bayless for a reason. No, I'm oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. 
<laughs> joking, joking. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and pick up this uh, Marvel bracket. Um, but before we uh, we get to the matchups, let's uh, talk some spoonful of sugar. What are we drinking, Kyle? What do you got in your cup today? I am on my beer game. I've had this beer on the podcast before, and I saw it today uh, as I was taking a walk, and I was like, "I, I it's time." Uh, I was on a walk today. We just got through weeks of storms here in the Bay Area. It was abnormally warm today, so I thought it's it's time to break back into some tropical IPAs. So I went ahead and grabbed uh, an animal. Tropical IPA from Fort Point. Definitely have had this on the pod before. Uh, because it is called Animal, I threw on my uh, Snuggly Duckling uh, Brewing Co. shirt from Tangled. It has nothing to do with uh, us here in the MCU. But the little, little theme in action there. I'm happy to have a beer in my glass again. That's not an amber. We're out. We're ready. We're ready for springtime. This Animal Tropical IPA is going to get me there. Chris, what are you drinking this week? So uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the Red Letter Media YouTube channel, and uh, they they do a lot of film review stuff. But one of their shows uh, is called Best of the Worst, where they watch old videotapes, random videotapes, uh, and they review them. And so in in one of their recent episodes, they reviewed a a mini trampoline fitness instructional video um, that was uh, hosted by a guy who called himself the Master Juicer. And so the <laughs> the master juicer at the beginning of this trampoline tutorial video uh, was like, hey, just like before you get on the trampoline, you're going to want to make this juice. Uh, it's celery, apple, and um, zucchini. Okay. Cucumber. Cucumber. Sorry. I was going to say zucchini get, is a bold confused. choice. Yeah. Cucumber, <laughs> cucumber, celery, and apple. And he's like, this is going to power you up in like 30 minutes. You're going to be ready to jump. And, uh, I've been looking at like one of my, I, we talked about resolutions in Jerry's game, but one of my like semi resolutions is to like eat more fruits and vegetables. So, sure. uh, the master juicer, I was like, Hey, maybe this guy, he doesn't seem like he knows what he's talking about with his mini trampoline stuff, but like <laughs> maybe he knows what he's talking about, uh, with, with juicing. And, uh, I uh, made myself, says. uh, that very juice. Uh, I put it in a blender and I had to strain it through a cheesecloth to like actually get, <laughs> get the juice, man. Uh, so, you know, just like corn, we've got the juice here on Mouse Madness. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, I, I have to apologize to our boy, Michael D for giving him crap about drinking green <laughs> juice, but, uh, I saw that this clip. is, Hey, <laughs> This is this is bomb. So I got I got master juice, green juice here, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll call it like the Incredible Hulk or something because it's very sure. very green. Very. Let's green. go with that. Um, and it's 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 very good. So would recommend. Nice and simple, easy ingredients, available everywhere. Don't really have to worry about like you know feeling the the softness of your avocados uh, to create your juice. Like you just throw it in the blender, strain it, boom, you're done. Takes five minutes. Um, Anuj, what do you got today? Chris, your drink kind of looks like a matcha latte. I just got to say that. Um, <laughs> <Ooh>. So <laughs> that was immediately what I thought of when I saw it. But today I got something a little different. We went Topo Chico last time um, and I was like, I could get another one, but I'm like, eh, like I want to mix it up. You know, it's, it's another show. It's a new day. 
it's fresh, it's clean. So I was like, okay, you know, and I like, I like to support the Bay area businesses. We're all from the Bay here. We're all, you know, big Bay area guys. Yeah. So I got some harmless harvest. Uh, this is coconut water. It's really bougie coconut water, by the way. <laughs> so this was like a parent's credit card purchase. Uh, and yeah, you know, by the way, I still live at home. So I this was one of those things where you're at Costco and you're next to your dad and you text your dad real quick, like, hey, let's get some harmless harvest. And he's like, How much is it? I'm like, don't ask. And so it's like, you know, you put it in the cart and this is some quality stuff. It's actually pink coconut water. It's naturally pink. Uh all natural sugars, nothing added. Um, it tastes super good. It's just it's a vibe. And like once you start drinking it, especially on like a summer day. It's it's uh it's an it's an elite level drink. I per, I'm pretty sure I've walked into work many times drinking some Harmless Harvest. So, Harmless Harvest is an elite brand of coconut water. It is an S tier drink, as the kids call it these days, and uh, it is my Iron Man brew. I guess kind of it's like Iron Man ish colors. Yeah, Let's sure. Go Iron Man. Let's go with Iron Man brew. So I I'm gonna go Iron Man today. Yeah. All right. So just to remind everyone, uh, where we where we uh, picked up. The bracket, or I guess where we left off the bracket, uh, we, we left it off in the round of eight. Uh, it's the number 16 seed, the bus fight scene from Shang-Chi versus the number nine seed, the Wakanda battle from Infinity War. The number four seed, the Avengers assemble scene from Avengers Endgame versus the number 12 scene, the jailbreak from Guardians of the Galaxy. Other side of the bracket, we had the number 10 seed, Cap, Bucky, and Tony fighting each other in uh, Captain America Civil War versus the number seven seed Black Panther versus Killmonger in Black Panther. The second altercation uh, on the subway platform, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, then <laughs> then to round out uh, a round of eight, we had the number three seed Team Tony versus Team Cap from Civil War versus the number 11 seed Thor versus Hulk from Thor Ragnarok. Um, Kyle, I started off the conversation last week, so why don't you go ahead and kick things off today? Yeah, it's the number 16 bus fight from Shang-Chi versus the number 9 Wakanda battle from Infinity War. And I dove in pretty deep on the Wakanda fight. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about the bus a little bit more. Chris, you brought up last time that this is just so artfully shot uh, in the way that they kind of maneuver around the bus, both through it and then swinging around the outside. Uh, There's this really great shot where they're going through the tunnel. And I wish I remember the name of the tunnel, but they're going through the tunnel and the camera swings out to the side of the bus and you see Shang-Chi making his way from the front to the back through the windows. Uh, or the, we're watching through the windows in one smooth shot. And we talked about this in the casino scene uh, from Black Panther. There's an attempt at like a one shot, but you get a little bit of joltiness. It's, uh, you know, we, Okoye jumps from the, the top balcony down to the bottom of it. We get to T'Challa uh, who then climbs up the balcony back to Claw. And there you can tell there's some cuts. You can see when the obvious uh, passing through the screen ha- or passing past the camera happens. But in this one, this feels very natural. And I think that it probably was done all in one take. And I think that because that's often how these Jackie Chan choreographers would shoot. They would shoot all in one take, one fluid motion. It's one big dance. And, and obviously, like dance is a huge theme to this film and the choreography of Shang-Chi's parents and and how they fight and how he kind of learns that. And so we see that from the front of the bus to the back, he's making his way through. We see him uh, throwing hands through the windows 
uh, until we end up back into the bus. And it's just so cool and smart and well done. And it feels like such a simple camera trick that we don't really see at all in the MCU. Uh, And there's up until that point, there was 14 years of films. And yet here we are doing like a really, really nicely done action one take. I, I think that's super cool. It also felt very practical. A lot of times with these fights, you get a lot of CGI noise, right? Uh, especially in the dark. And Chris, you brought this up last time. Like, is the dark because that's what they want? Is it to cut corners? And I, I'm skewing towards the cutting corners. It's a lot easier to show hmm. chaos and darkness without needing to define it in your editing. Uh, you can kind of just chalk it up to darkness and, and people probably won't see it. I have trouble seeing scenes in the dark. Like in theaters, Going back to that Spider-Man finale battle, when we were in theaters watching that thing, I didn't know what the heck was going on. Not only because it was shot as if it was like steady cam, like somebody running behind Spider-Man the entire time, but it was also just so dark. So to have a tunnel shot where the fighting is happening in a lit area is so cool and so smart. The ways in which Shang-Chi fights is also really cool. He really leans into that martial arts aesthetic. Uh, You brought up uh, the in Rush Hour Two, Jackie Chan like killing bad guys with ottomans and and chairs and stuff. We get a little bit of that in this one as well, where he's using his jacket as kind of a weapon or as a, a tool to really jam up his opponents. Uh, he's at one point he like takes it off, but it's still on his wrist so that he could jam up the the bad guy he's fighting, uh, disable him, and then he's able to swiftly put the jacket back on. That shit is sick. I love like every oh, part yeah. of that, yeah. that type of maneuvering and from Jackie Chan films and, and martial arts films in general, sick. And it's so fluid and it's so good and it looked great. Um, and then like the the bus scene isn't just a runaway bus. It's a runaway bus that's splitting into two. And I think that's really interesting as well because you kind of hope that everyone, you know, it's the Battle of New York thing. The civilians are going to be okay and they're in the play and you got to get them to the front, but you also got to keep the bad guys in the back and he's calculating how to do that. And that final maneuver where he straight up donkey kicks the sword arm dude so that he flies into the back of the bus. Shang-Chi propels himself to the front of the bus and then that back bus blows up uh, because it hits this construction site. Dope. (laughs) Like, really fucking sick. Um, up against this Wakanda bandle, battle, uh, like I said, there's just so many highlights in this fight that make it so great. One, happening in daytime, Chris, we get a daytime melee instead of a nighttime Love melee. Uh, we get electric Thor in the daytime. Um, and there's also this really cool shot of Thor when uh, he's kind of like scaling through <laughs> all of the um, like zombie dogs and then ends up like floating up into like the ship area as well. And it's almost like this, why, like this, we are operating a camera <laughs> trying to like follow him and like zooming in, zooming out and like super sick. It just kind of really puts you into that moment instead of like a, we're going to sit this camera here or it's going to jolt back and forth with the, with the action. It really kind of set us in Wakanda for a little bit. It was also cool to have all of the different Wakandan uh, uh, fighters and soldiers and battlers going up against these things that they had been. It's like the worst case scenario for Wakanda, right? Their whole thing was like, the world's not going to get in into this place. 
the world's never going to find out about this. And like within three months of this place being open to the world, guess who rolls up? <laughs> like the biggest bad on the doorstep, right? So to see them fend off that as well is really dope. I just think that it's 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 kind of what I wish that we got out of the end game battle, the Avengers Assemble battle. I wish that happened in the daytime on Earth, <laughs> you know, where you could really highlight and see what's happening and understand what's going on. Uh I just think that it's really well done. This one's actually really, really tough for me because I think that my like my favorite of these two is the bus fight. Like I'm I'm entranced by that. It makes me want to watch it again and again. But there are so many great highlight moments from the Wakanda battle scene that I think aren't for nothing. Uh, and also at the end of this battle, they lose. Movie's over. Everybody disappears. So <laughs> it's it's also an interesting angle there where this isn't a fight for fight's sake. This is a fight for humanity and they lose and they're giving it quite literally their all. If, if Thanos didn't pull out the Uno reverse, they would have won, <laughs> but he had that reverse and he said, let me run that back really fast. I mean, I, I missed a line. Let me, let's run this back. Okay. Let me give vision's head uh, a little yank here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Wakanda battle, Chris. Uh, I, it's a tough mm. one for me. It's it's difficult to say that, but I'm gonna go Wakanda battle. There's something that both of these scenes have in common, and that's that the enemy is not super known to mm. us, the audience. And like I don't know, I'm, maybe some weird comic book readers know, but these Thanos's homies in this yeah. Wakanda battle, who are who are these people? Yeah. I mean, like you have like the weird armies, but like you have the like commanders of the army that feel like they're supposed to be main characters, but like, I don't know who they are. It's like in baseball where you have players that you hate and they're on either end of the spectrum. It's like you hate the superstars that crush your team. Like yeah. dude, Alex Bregman, hate that right. guy. Bryce Harper, <laughs> right. hate that guy. Buster yeah. Posey, God. Dodger killer. Hate that guy. <laughs> and, then, and then it's the other end of the spectrum where it's like, Brad Linfoot, who is this man? Why is he hitting? Where do these two home runs come from? Who is this guy? I hate him right now. That is, is Thanos' homies that roll up on this Wakanda battle. I'm like, ah, totally. Who, yeah. Am I, I supposed would. to care about the villains here? Like, they're, they're completely meaningless. I hate them. Yeah, I... Totally. Iron Man suit Hulk. Uh, did they just not want to animate Hulk anymore? Like as himself also? Like is that the Hulk thing? Because we really stopped getting Hulk uh, at some point and he just became some other thing always. Don't yeah, like it that. Was, it was after, wasn't it after Ragnarok? He like had lost control of Hulk that he yeah. suppressed Hulk so much. And then this is him trying to get Hulk back. It's yeah. The suit is stupid. I, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like the iron Hulk suit at all. He's, he's Bruce like, a Banner. like he's, he's a tiny version of himself. Why does he need a Hulk size suit? It would be different if he was Hulk. Like what? It just, I don't know. Yeah. Does he only know how to fight big? Like that's I, <laughs> his brain can so only weird. operate in like big. 
Um, I mean, what's what are your thoughts on uh, Steve Rogers uh, in this moment? I completely forgot that Steve Rogers has like two tiny Wakanda shields. Yeah, I love shields. that shit. I love yeah. that shit, bro. I love that. I think um, it's so sick. He's just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. finally he's doing something. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. The you mentioned this, this is a time a lot of characters are meeting each other for the first time. You get the I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. Yeah. Uh, Solve the moment. I don't know. Like th- <laughs> that gets to the point where it's like, why are these fools talking so much? Like, why are they not fighting? <laughs> that's like, true. Would, that's, you think that's someone would have taken them out somehow. Yeah. That is a through line. In all of these major battles, there is so much time to talk. <laughs> like, it's true. For yeah. being like one of a handful that the armies are focused on, you sure have a long time to talk. I do find it really convenient that all of the A-list Avengers are the ones that survived the snap. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. So it's just, we just got Thor, Cap, and Hulk, and Tony. Like, they're all just good. <laughs> you have to, have to sell tickets somehow, Chris. I think I'm going to go with the bus fight because I think this scene feels more like a fight. Uh, the the Wakanda battle feels a lot like a battle. Like, yeah, there are fight elements within it, but I like the more kind of primal nature of the Shang-Chi bus fight. So we, we got a tiebreaker here, Anoush. Interesting. Uh, I like the points that both of you guys made with Wakanda and with uh, the bus fight because I think the bus fight and we've discussed this, I think, at nauseum right now, but like it's so unique in that it's like the martial arts, the choreo, the fact it's on a bus in the middle of San Francisco and it's going and like the setting is so different and it's surrounded by like all these people who are civilians and it's like it's just very different than anything that Marvel has really done. Um, but on the other hand, this Wakanda battle feels like kind of like an all-star game where it's like all these guys are coming to fight this common enemy that we know as Thanos. But I get Chris's point where he's like, why Why should I care about Thanos' cronies? Because these are people we've never been introduced to. We don't really know who they are. They are just kind of, they're kind of like stormtroopers in Star Wars. They're like, well, I'm like, why do I care about these stormtroopers? Like, they're just, they're, they're guys, you know, they're just there. Yeah. So it's like that same vibe. And so I, I'm, I'm struggling with this one a little bit because I feel like the, the bus fight has that uniqueness to it that can definitely, I can see it going to the final four, but at the same time, this Wakanda battle is so big. And so it's like on just the fact that like my tie breaking moment would just be like, it's the stakes are higher in the Wakanda battle. I got to lean Wakanda. Uh, even though I do definitely see the argument of the bus fight being like, a un- such a unique and such a such a cool fight to put in as that 16 seed into the final four but i think the wakanda battle is just a little bit better has a little bit more characters and a little bit more of these like little moments of talking which is also kind of weird because shouldn't you be fighting instead of like you know having a conversation but <laughs> i'm going wakanda battle hey speaking of realism the most unrealistic thing about the bus fight scene in shang chi is there's no shen yun poster yes or <laughs> thank advertisement you thank you like, absolutely come on dude every also, uni's got one of those why is it not in the mcu has to be there is a wonderful uh tweet thread by a muni bus driver after that film yes, came out yes. that broke down like 
what should have happened from the driver's perspective <laughs> and like where they should have ended up if they were on that correct route and yada it's so good i i wish i had it top of mind but oh, go, i gotta go look search at this. that out it's on this Twitter. sounds super it's cool good. it's very yeah. good all right, let's move on down the list here. We've got the number four seed Avengers Assemble fight scene from Avengers Endgame versus the number 12 scene, the jailbreak fight scene from Guardians of the Galaxy. So um, something I kind of, I guess, sold the Avengers Assemble scene short on uh, last week was like the the portals opening uh, and like yeah. the Avengers assembling. You know, we we had this fight between Thanos Tony, Cap, and Thor, and then we get, dude, we get a little um, Falcon comes in on the radio on your on left, left. Yes. Uh, and then they all come through those portals, literally all of them, man, like every <laughs> single person you could possibly think of uh, comes through those portals, and like me as someone who literally uh, was with the MCU for about two weeks uh, before, By the time, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, basically no payoff for me, but I, I still, uh, like smiled at that. I was like, okay, like that's pretty cool. Uh, this, this feels like the, the full squad report date, right? Like, yes. you've got to, yes. but, but the thing is like, it's not just, uh, you know, we got pitchers and catchers and shortstops coming in. It's like, dude, we got everyone's coming. We in. Got we got triple A, we got double A, we got single hey, no, A, we got we independent got, league. We, we got the coaching staff. We got the marketing department. <laughs> we got, yeah, the non-roster invitees. We've got Absolutely. the graphic designers swinging in like Spidey to cover yeah. photo day. Like everyone's <laughs> here right now. Yeah, big time. And what I appreciate about that is in these big moments, it's so easy to have the team of seven go and just win. But they made it so that it was so the the stakes were so high and the and the challenge was so huge with all of these alien things and and the army was massive, all these ships that they're like we the only way to make this even somewhat believable or somewhat uh, a, a credible payoff is if we bring everyone. I mean, yeah, I wish that we had got like uh, Happy Hogan, like like uh, roll yeah. through one of those portals in an SUV and just start yeah. mowing down people in like a souped up uh, black luxury car. Yeah, that would have been that would have been great. Um. But there are some some other things that I dislike about this battle. I mean, I talked about um, the visuals. I talked about kind of the the scope feeling a little bit too grand, the whole thing feeling a little bit too impersonal. Um, and and it's another battle that's guilty of these like, well, why is it slowing down so much moments? The Tony and Peter Parker reunion where they hug in the middle of the battle. It's like. It's not just like a quip. It's like a full on like mini dialogue exchange. And you're like, dude, these yeah. guys would have gotten whoop. <laughs> Absolutely murked. Absolutely. Easily. Yeah. I'm not sure I love uh, Carol Danvers, uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel's uh, role in this fight. Um, she's kind of like the, the deus ex machina who like comes in at the very end with the superpowers and, and solves the problem. She, um, her character in the movie is presented as like, I am the guardian of like all of the universe. And so your problems seem like they're really big, but like, you don't even know there are other things yeah. that I have to deal with too. I feel like this seems like a pretty big deal. 
like Thanos snapping half of like life in this universe out of existence. Like that feels like it should be <laughs> on the priority list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. And I'm sure that we're going to understand even further why maybe it wasn't a priority of hers in this, uh, the Marvel's film that's going to be coming out. I'm not too interested in finding out to be honest. Um, <laughs> I think that I think like the big thing for me with this battle though is that like it is a battle, you know, and like I'm gonna do another Game of Thrones reference because that's just what I do. But um Battle of the Bastards is like not my favorite Game of Thrones battle episode, but it is a battle episode a lot of people like. And reason being it feels super visceral, uh super realistic. You have these two giant armies uh run into each other as the music is swelling as soon as they as soon as they clash. It's just like bodies uh, in a pile. It's not sexy. It's not choreographed. It's just like flesh on flesh. Uh, and, and that's it. And like, I really like that take on like fighting and on battles. Uh, and this, this Avengers Endgame, Avengers Assemble fight, it feels very choreographed, feels very safe for that reason, very comfortable. I don't, I don't really feel in the battle. I feel like I'm just kind of watching this spectacle. Uh, and I think, you know, for that reason, I look at something like the jailbreak from guardians of the galaxy and I see a lot more character. Um, and I see a lot more little moments that make it more memorable. Uh, you've got the, the Groot stuff where he uh, grows into giant tree form and he creates kind of like a shield uh, with his branches and like that's his role in the group. Like he's the tank uh, and Rocket is the is the demolitions guy. He gets his, his assault rifle and he starts uh, going off with it. Drax shows shows kind of his skill set like this is a super fun come together moment for these guys. And uh, and I think I have the, the jailbreak advancing in this matchup. Yeah, so do I. Uh, I think that this one feels more like the general Marvel MCU fight scene where we have a small group of, of heroes that are attempting to figure something, figure out a way out or figure out a way to win. Uh, and what's even better is that this is their team up. This is them figuring it out for the first time. And while we get that out of the Avengers in that battle of New York is them kind of figuring it out. This one is great because they almost don't want to figure it out together. They're still at a time in which they don't trust each other uh, in which they have to improvise a lot. I mean, Rocket's explaining the plan when the plan has to start happening because group pulls out the essential piece to the puzzle too early, which sets off the alarm, right? So they learn how to work together under high pressure which is all they're going to do for the rest of their existence. I agree with you, Chris. I have the 12 upset as well. Jailbreak moving on. Anoush, did we make the right decision? I think so. I think you guys did make the right decision here. Um, I do like the Avengers Assemble fight, but I think Chris brought up the really good point of like, it's a spectacle. It's kind of this, uh, this huge show that all the Marvel fans have been waiting for for a certain amount of time and and we're all super excited to see this kind of spectacle and this huge extravaganza go down uh but the jailbreak i feel like is an actual it's just a fight scene and so you get to see an actual fight take place and there's so many elements to it like 
we talked about kind of the i talked about the artificial gravity in the last episode of like how these like there's just like a lot of different elements within the way it's filmed and like there's a lot of different obstacles obstacles for these guardians to get through in order to get out of this like prison break and i feel like the the common thread is that it is a prison break and like that's the underlying tension but there's so much more to the prison break that makes it so unique and makes it such a interesting fight in my opinion um and i just yeah i i have nothing more to say i feel like you guys did a really good job of analyzing it and i think jailbreak moves on to the final four relatively easily which is so funny because i'm so skeptical of the guardians just in general Mm -hmm. like people are so hype on their films and and their characters and i remember just kind of being like yeah it was fun but like i don't care about any of them like i care about some of these other characters so it's interesting that we are kind of bought in to this scene and and how they fight and how they fight together i I, it's just very interesting yeah i think the guardians have this very polarizing style where it's like you like it or you hate it all right let's talk about this next elite eight matchups the number two cap and bucky versus tony from civil war versus number seven black panther versus killmonger and black panther i talked about the number seven last time pretty in depth so i don't really have too much to talk about regarding them but this number two seed i didn't get to talk about and i think it's really interesting like i really really like this this fight scene uh because it's another one that really highlights the intensity of the fight but then also brings it back to what that fight means uh, this is a, this is a time in the in this franchise where we're seeing a split for really the first time, at least to my brain, it is. And so, to have per- these two perceived OGs in Tony and in Cap disagreeing to the point where like they are beating the crap out of each other is really shocking, and they take the moment to really do it. There's some great, great, great framing in this scene. Uh, the the first one is the kind of wide shot of uh when Bucky is back. <laughs> so they like they there's like this chase element to this scene, and then they fall down this big kind of like smoke pipe thing down into the bottom level, and that's where the the real fighting kind of begins. And you have Cap and Bucky who are passing the shield back and forth to really just womp on Tony, who is like holding his own. Uh, he, I mean, he's in a suit for goodness sake, but like he's holding his own against these two and they are just tag teaming, uh, alley-ooping to each other with this shield. And it is so cool to see in this shot that like kind of starts closer up to them and is slowly starting to pan out so that you can really see not only how long they are walloping on Tony for, uh, but also the kind of the, the, they're such a small part of the bigger issue. They represent the beginning or the end of this next era of what it means to be an Avenger. And they have to figure it out because, as we see, there are bigger threats on the horizon other than like, are we going to be owned by the government or not? <laughs> right. So it's just super cool. Uh, the the team up element uh, Nush and I had talked about before, like and me just bringing it up now the passing of the of the shield and the way that they fight together i i think is so swift so cool it's like a dance i really like when the fight choreography looks like that where it's not necessarily calculated 
but they are both so in tune and in that flow state that they are they just know what they need to do. Uh, it's super sick. Uh, I like that uh, Anushi brought it up where we think that Tony's he's done and then he has a suit kind of analyze Cap's fight patterns, yeah. which is like just a way for us to extend the fight to the point where we're actually going to get. Uh, and it's just it, it's so silly, but it just makes so much sense that like Tony will forever talk his way out. Right. He is very good at, at saying words to distract, to get his way, to make his point feel like the most important to the to the point where he's in his suit and he's saying, I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to ask the suit what is the, the best thing to do here. So I really like that. Uh, so I, I think I have it over the, the Black Panther scene, to be honest. Uh, it's the same type of like power dynamics in my mind where it's like whoever wins this rules and makes decisions that can alter the course of a lot of history. Uh, and Wakanda is a huge part just given, you know, their their environmental impact to the rest of the world, to the Avengers, to everything. So if Killmonger took that, how do they fare against Thanos? While how if Tony wins here, how do the decisions that Tony may make influence how we respond to Thanos in the future? So I I just think it's the better of the two kind of equal fights i'm gonna go two seed uh oh i'm absolutely agreeing with you on that one i am um, i think the black panther killmonger one is is <coughs> fine i do like the personal element that exists uh between these two kyle you kind of last week talked about the idea that like killmonger does a lot of a lot of stuff in this movie to make you kind of contemplate your yeah. allegiance to this kind of a uh, pair of combatants and uh and, you know there's a lot of personal stakes and, and i kind of like that um ambiguity the you know the lines are a little bit blurry between good guy and bad guy uh so so i so i like it but uh the the civil war stuff is just so complex emotionally so i'll talk about it more in the preceding rounds anuj do you agree with sending black panther home here Absolutely. Uh, the Black Panther fight is great, but I feel like, like you guys said, that Civil War just has so much more emotional layers. There's so much more um, emotion. It's just more intense. There's a lot of stuff that's going on um, in regards to like stuff besides the fight, which just amplifies it. Just one quick thing I want to talk about is the shield versus the laser beams. There's that one shot where like Tony is using the laser beams and Cap is like shielding it with the shield. I feel like that's just that was like hands down the best shot of the fight. Like it just yeah. looked so cool. Uh, it was very like Harry Voldemort esque. Like if you've seen the Goblet okay, of Fire, okay. Uh, okay. that's, that was the parallel I kind of drew. Like it was, <laughs> even though like they're not really like in any way, like Harry or Voldemort, it just looked like just in pure special effects. It looked very similar sure. to that scene. So um, I really enjoyed that. And, and I think, yeah, you guys hundred percent made the right decision. And yeah, I think, uh, Captain Bucky versus Tony moves on pretty easily here. All right. The next matchup is the number three seed team cap versus team Tony from civil war versus number 11 Thor versus Hulk from Ragnarok. I really like um, both of these uh, yeah. fight scenes. I mean, this is really a top tier matchup uh, for me for the team cap and team Tony. 
uh, fight scene at the airport. Um, I already kind of talked about that airport element being a really cool aspect of it. Uh, this is the introduction of Spider-Man to the MCU. When yeah. I when I saw this movie, I had no idea that Spider-Man was going to show up. And obviously, I only knew Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And I was like, oh, sh- are we doing Spider-Man now? Like, <laughs> damn, this is this is another Spider-Man? God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that his energy, Spider-Man's energy, Peter Parker's energy, does a good job at like breaking up the melodrama that's so that like this group has kind of like devolved into, you know, like sure. everything is a uh, uh, dramatic Super proclamation. And- yeah. And it's like a Spidey going like, oh, hey guys, you know, Peter Parker, <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, Introducing himself to everyone, even if yeah. he's fighting them, if he's fighting along with them, they're going to know who he is. I get It gets a little tired by the end when they're when he's like, oh, anyone seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? It's like, yeah. okay, dude. Like, we get yeah. the joke. Like, we it's, get that it's, you it's, just it, got Star Wars yeah. at Disney. You yeah. don't need to also say it in the MCU. <laughs> Little sponsors. So, little sponsor yeah. Plug. yeah. Yeah. Right. Collab. Synergy. Uh, um, there are a lot of other quips in this one that I think actually work for me. Um, it's like they're, they're those classic like superhero one liners that like you would see a hero drop in the dialogue box uh, in a comic book. You've got, um, I think it's, uh, ha- uh, what's that guy? Uh, Sam Falcon. Yes. He yeah. goes, everyone's yeah. got a gimmick. Yeah. Uh, or Clint Barton goes, I played 18, shot 18. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he does the, he does the like made you look arrow thing. When Falcon gets uh, webbed up by Spider-Man, he asks Spider-Man if that came out of him. Yeah. That is one of my favorite ones. That's a good one. Is that, are those coming out of you? <laughs> the, uh, uh, Jarvis or is it Jarvis or is it Friday? I think it's the other I one. It's Friday. So it's Friday. Multiple yeah. contusions yeah. detected, and Tony's like, "Yep, I detected that too." Yeah. Yep, that was that um, was good. It's quippy. It's fast pace, um, and you know it feels a lot more genuine and like true to Marvel than kind of the the gross brown spectacle that is uh, <laughs> some of these other. Chris, sorry, diarrhea spectacle. Yeah, man, we <laughs> really have a <laughs> diarrhea is a spectacle. Like it's, it's just true. Is, at one point so like in addition to that uh, a lot of the like direct combat feels really just kind of like normal which which I really like you know like there's no like space beams and like uh, energy blasts or at least I mean there's a few of them but like my favorite part is there's a there's a moment where like Clint is kind of at like close range with T'Challa and yeah. like he takes out his arrow and like he shoots a single arrow at T'Challa and like all all Black Panther does is like a little like dodge. Uh, <laughs> there's, it's no like dramatic like oh I'm gonna like grab the arrow and like snap it and then like snarl at you. It's just like a little boop, like that's it. We're gonna keep fighting here. Yeah. You know, it's like when I was a little kid I watched Dragon Ball Z and like, I swear to God, there were like four episodes in a row where they were just doing like the Kamehameha, like energy ball <laughs> when they were, when they were trying to beat cell. And it was just like in one episode, the ball would just like move a little bit further to the left 
It's just like, dude, like, can can we actually yeah. fight? Yeah. Yeah. So so I really like that. And like there's the character stuff too. There's a Clint and Natasha kind of pairing at one point where they're fighting each other and Wanda's like you're pulling your punches. Uh and I kind of already mentioned the uh the Captain America uh Queens Brooklyn joke. Uh, yeah. With, uh, yeah, with I, I I enjoyed that as well. All right, are you going to talk about new guy Ant-Man or what? Or are we going to dive into the, his? No, not really. Not really. <laughs> um Weird, God, I hate weirdo him. anti yeah, Ant Man uh, on this pod. I, that I was something like I was him, shocked dude. about. I don't. Uh, I I feel like there. I don't know what happened to me and what happened to my brain because there should be some part of me that is like it's hella funny and so stupid that Paul Rudd is in the MCU. <laughs> like I should be so on board with that. Yeah, and yet I'm just not. That's like fair. it just does not land for me the way that like I mean and Chris Pratt is is on he's on the edge you know like I could <laughs> barely deal with him in the MCU let alone right. like full send Paul Rudd and then in this film where he is trying to be the Spider-Man of the the group where he's like starstruck and in, in introducing himself to people and and trying to be like oh no I, wait I got this it is just so tiring knowing that it's Paul Rudd. I, I don't know. I have an issue. I don't Do you like know Wasp? what it is, but I have an issue. Do you like Wasp? Or I don't even know, dude, because I was telling Chris <laughs> that like I don't even remember watching the second film. Like yeah. I don't remember watching any of them, really, but like definitely have no opinions on Wasp because like who? Yeah, Wasp that's who? fair. For me, I just I really like Ant-Man because there's that uh, he worked at Baskin Robbins in that first movie. And I think it's the most that whole ice cream dynamic is so funny. And they did a really good job with that. But like in terms of him being like an overall superhero, like, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, he just turns real small and then he could turn into and big then he gets boy big. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's big. Yeah. And he, and he wears the super suit. He's nothing really besides that. And yeah. <laughs> But he works at an ice cream store in the first movie. And the Baskin Robin scenes are hilarious. They're so funny. Yeah, 17 year old me was dead. <laughs> I really like breaking down kind of like these these small uh, combat moments that are memorable for me. I, in the last episode, I mentioned um, Thanos uh, yoinking the power stone out of the gauntlet uh, and, and turning it into a punch. There's a there's a very top tier uh, defensive maneuver actually in this battle, and that is when Spidey has Captain America kind of like tied up to webs like from the back, and then oh, yeah. Cap does this man- this barrel roll maneuver where he kind of like twists himself and like, does a little jump, and I think they do it in slow mo, and th- like that is pretty sick. Love yeah, that. it's sick. This this scene or this battle, this fight scene or this battle scene, whatever you want to call it, is going up against Thor versus Hulk. And like I feel like for consistency's sake, I have to give this matchup to the Thor versus Hulk fight because it feels so much more like a true fight scene. I love that kind of like as we were wrapping up the whole show last week, Anuj said that this fight feels like Uh, Super Smash Bros when like the Pokemon Stadium (laughs) map comes up and I literally wrote down this feels like Final Destination from Super Smash Bros because me and me and my buddies like used to play Smash so much uh, in in college 
And, you know, after many beers or after, you know, a long night out, we would always come home. We would play a lot of smash, but it always came down to one V one, one life, final destination. Right. Yeah. We're going to slug it out. No maps, no items. Like we're just, we're just going at it until someone goes down. And that's kind of what happened with, with this Ragnarok fight. I mean, Jeff Goldblum stepped in at the very end uh, to kind of mess things up, but uh, you see kind of each hero's combat skills on display. We see Hulk smash abilities and like we get Thor's lightning abilities and that's really all either of these characters are and that's really all we need and all I need from a good uh, MCU fight scene. So I think I got Ragnarok. I think I'm going to go with uh, Team Tony and Team Cap. And I think I'm going to do that because, as I said in part one, one thing that I really like is heroes fighting each other, but also teaming up with each other. I think that the Ragnarok fight scene is really good. It's really well shot. It's really fun. But it does feel just what you two are describing, like a video game. It doesn't really feel like the rest of the MCU, which kind of centers itself in drama and in the problem with some quips and some comedy. This just feels like a cutscene that we're experiencing. It also doesn't feel like we're seeing the real either of them. We don't have Thor. We have Thor who's doesn't have his hammer and is trying to figure it out. We have Hulk who is not Hulk. Well, he's Hulk, but he's not Bruce Hulk. He is full Hulk. And that is not who we ultimately get either or who we know to to have. So it's it's like a nice little side story, a side quest in the general MCU. But what I really like about Civil War is that we're starting to see where people land and we're starting to see where their strengths are and where their weaknesses are. And we start to see that like Tony uh, is really, really uh, selfish in the way that he thinks and still is. And while he's capable of sacrifice, because we see that in the Battle of New York, he's willing to die to put that nuke up into space. Um, he still is very hard-headed. And so it's it's that continued character arc for him that ultimately leads to him making the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, while you still have this kind of logical, strategic thinking uh, Steve Rogers, who has all of his homies as well, it, it just makes a lot of sense for the MCU. Um, and despite there being an Ant-Man that I don't like, uh, I think it's a very fun fight. And finally, in the daytime, hanging out, seeing the moves for what they are. One thing I will call out that made me really sad is like, Anoush, you brought this up. I think about Black Panther, uh, Chadwick being really sick. He sounds completely different in this film. Like his voice is so much deeper and it feels so much like stronger than his later T'Challa voices. And I was like, damn, that makes me real sad. (laughs) Like, like this was like full T'Challa and what we get in Black Panther is like, sick T'Challa, but it almost felt like wise T'Challa because he was so like hoarse in his voice and he sounded a lot softer. Mm-hmm. And this one, he's just like, you killed my dad. And it's like, whoa, yeah. who who is that? He's very um, badass in this in Civil War. Like he, he gives off. I mean, he's he's still a badass, like no matter what. But like he just get like he's very confident in this movie. It was very different to see that kind of attitude shift. Like he kind of gives off. He almost I don't want to say cocky, but he like teetered that line of like confident and cocky in this movie in Civil War. Like he just kind of burst on the scene. He's like, yeah. I'm that guy. And he and, didn't know who these fools were. And he yeah. was like, I know I'm stronger than yeah. most of you. Like. I don't. I have one mission, and that's to find Bucky and kill that fool, right? Like, yeah. So 
Anyways, Chris, I think I'm going to go with that three seed, um, the Civil War battle, which means the news you're going to break a tie. Oh, man. This one's hard to break. This tie yeah, this is, is real hard because the, I feel like both these fights are so good. They're so good in their own like different ways. Like Chris did such a good job of explaining like Thor v. Hulk and just how like intimate a fight it is and how it just feels like mano a mano, like everything that you want from an MCU fight where it's just let's strip it down to the basics and let's, you know, fight one superhero versus another without their like super suits or their greatest weapons. And it's just like pure strength and like figuring out ways to win. And I like that element of it. But on the other hand, like I'm not one who really likes the spectacles, especially the diarrhea ones, but I really like... (laughs) I really like the like this airport scene is just and the airport battle scene like it's just so cool to see like both teams come together. It feels like it's the first time where it's like, okay, there's all this like underlying emotional tension that we've been seeing throughout all of these films. And it just finally all boils over in this huge battle. And we talked a lot about how there's just different like roles that are being played by different ones of the superheroes. Like I feel like Spider-Man is kind of like like Spidey's just kind of like that rookie. Like he's just there. He's like, I'm happy to be here. Like, what is this? Oh my God. Like, you know, and Ant-Man, like you said, like kind of conflicts with that role. Um, but I, my favorite part of the airport scene just has to be T'Challa absolutely not caring at all about like any of this introduction stuff. And like, I think that's just something we all can appreciate, you know, like everyone's like, oh my God, like I'm Clint and like I played 18 holes of golf. T'Challa's like, I don't care. Like I, I'm here for one goal and one goal only. And that's just to beat all of you guys up. Like I, I, we're not, we're not here to like make friends. I have to lean towards Captain America and the the airport scene because just because of the fact I feel like there's more going on and there's more of like an emotional conflict compared to like Kyle described of the side quest uh, of Thor versus Hulk. So I'm gonna go three seed here. The Captain but it's America very, very hater. Close. The Captain America hater is doing a lot of Captain America advancing hey, over there. Huh? I'm fair. I'm fair. But <laughs> notice how I didn't mention Captain America once throughout that battle. <laughs> Okay, even though it's Team Cap versus Team Tony, the Captain America, like Captain America in this battle was okay. Like he, you know, he's just kind of like there. Like I feel like he's a he's a role player, but everyone treats him like a starter. He's like a really he's like Jimmy Garoppolo. Captain America is <laughs> oh, the Jimmy there Garoppolo. There it is. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> Captain America is the Jimmy Garoppolo of superheroes. Okay, <laughs> like we overpay him. He's just like there. He's a lower to mid tier level superhero in re- in respect to all of this. Like he's no Mahomes. Why are we paying him like Mahomes? Okay, sorry. I'm just I'm going on a rant here, but yeah. All right, final four time. Let's talk about it. Number nine, Wakanda battle from uh, Avengers: Infinity War versus number twelve, the jailbreak from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Man, oh man, we're ending up here with uh, with a couple of daytime battles, with a couple of nighttime inside battles. It's really interesting. I've, I feel like I've said, I don't have anything else to say, I don't think. Oh, one thing I will say, uh, Anush, you brought this up in part one. You said the artificial gravity part, like uh, it's a very interesting play. It's, it's, it's a fun thing that they used. I hated it. Really? Yeah. And like, I don't know if it's because the way that he turned it off and everyone went floating like little cartoon characters is why I hated it. (laughs) Or if it was just because we had just gone through all of this intense stuff and the way to escape was to turn it off and turn off the little, little droid boys to become little rocket boosters. I don't know. There was something in that that just felt disconnected to me. Um, But the rest of it, I really enjoyed. Um, And I think like I, I 
associate, and maybe I'm starting to, f- to figure this out as I talk, is the reason why I'm not hot or cold on the Guardians is that they feel so disconnected to me at times. It feels like its own thing. It feels like a, a franchise and an entity that I don't need to know anything. I don't need to care about anything. Uh, I'm just here to see how Star-Lord and Jax will mess things up and how Rocket, Groot, and Gamora will fix it. That is kind of how I'm I'm going into these films. And maybe that's why I'm able to enjoy it so much more. Uh, but like I said, like... That it's just such a great personality build for each individual characters, from Drax's need for literacy and and the the literal way in which he thinks and talks to Gamora hating life but also understanding the the role that all of them play in, uh, Rocket knowing how to maneuver basically any situation, but he's going to have some hijinks along the way. Groot seemingly idiotic or simple-minded but really probably knows what's going on and has the strength to get his way out of it and then star lord's overconfidence right is like prime you need that overconfident person to really bring this group back down and level each other out so this scene brings it all right like rocket tells the overconfident person to go negotiate somebody's leg that is a perfect play to get the overconfident person out of the way. And the Wakanda battle, uh, I like that we're up against the clock because if vision is taken, game over. So there's a, a, this element of race against the clock, but also who is going to save the clock. <laughs> and when Wanda abandons that, all hope is kind of lost. But the the thing that like I don't necessarily love about the Wakanda battle is that we have this introduction. Chris, you brought this up. Like, who are these guys? And why do we care about them? And why do they have so many dogs? And why weren't these dogs a thing any other time? Right? Like, if if Thanos and the goons thought that these dogs could take down the Avengers or the heroes, why haven't these dogs just been showing up and picking them off one by one? So it's really, it just feels like this kind of, hey, we need a new villain to fight. What about these zombie dogs that have no kind of personal connection, no feeling, no no energy, and we can just kind of shoot as if this is a zombie film. Uh, and I think like, you know, it's it's great for, honestly, Thor revives this scene in totality because uh, without him, it's just kind of a melee mess. Uh, but with him, that is such a so- show-stopping moment that gives you hope again just for it to get drowned. I think I'm going to go jailbreak here. I think that the jailbreak makes a lot more sense for an MCU fight scene in which it's not a melee battle. It is one in which we are going to see not only the talents, but the expertise of all of our heroes uh, that we've seen in film after film after film up until Infinity War and Endgame, when, in which it's just kind of like let's go to war. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the twelve to the finals. Uh, I've been trying to get this jailbreak thing off the board. Uh, so there's so many <laughs> rounds why? here. It feels why, like why don't what well, don't okay. So the way the way that you feel about like these zombie dogs is the way I feel about like just some random prison guards who are fighting over here. Okay. Like there doesn't really seem to be any receiving end of this jailbreak. 
uh, scene it, it, that doesn't even really feel like a fight scene to me. It feels like an escape scene. Okay. Uh, and like there is fighting in it, uh, but it feels very much like in like I, I love a good character moment and, and that's what this is a character moment, but it feels like uh, more about working together to solve a problem than like working together to overcome our enemy that was otherwise uh, insurmountable. And also, I, I mean, I have to throw it out there. I don't love the way that the uh, prosthetic limb joke has <laughs> aged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at, at, at least like the aftermath on Rocket's like, oh, was it funny? Like, it's just... I don't know. It's kind of like, uh, that's sure. I don't know. I don't love that. Fair enough. Um, I, I, I'm going with the, with the Wakanda stuff. Like I, I do have that problem that you have Kyle where like, yeah, the, uh, the enemies are, are random bots that we don't really think are going to win. It's just like, <laughs> how soon can they mow everyone down? But I guess at the end of the day, they all uh, lead up to Thanos and, and this fight scene does see us, uh, meet Thanos on the battlefield at the end of it all, you know, and like the, the Avengers do try and fight him. Uh, there was an attempt that Hulk gets turned into a ghost and then turns into a rock. Uh, and then uh, Cap gets like punched in the face, but the, but the, the best or I guess worst is, uh, Black Panther, man, like yeah. he jumps, he jumps yeah. at Thanos and just grabs his body and, and like punch slams him into the ground. It's yeah. like a, it's, it's like the wrestling move I invented myself when I pretended to wrestle my stuffed animals. It's like, <laughs> how about like a, what if, what if I did like a choke slam punch combo? Yeah. Yeah. That would be <laughs> sick. That would be sick. And the physics only makes sense if it's a stuffed animal or apparently Thanos versus bike Panther. Right. Um, and I, and I love the, uh, the, visceral moment that is Thanos removing the mind stone from vision. Like that gives sure. me the heebie jeebies every time. Uh, it's, it's really good. I have the Wakanda scenes. So a news you're breaking a tie, whatever you choose, will advance to the finals. Wow. I, I feel the pressure now. This is like, <laughs> this is, this is playoff. This is playoffs right here. Um, I see the point that you guys are making about the Wakanda battle in terms of like the zombie dogs. And I, I get Kyle's problem where he's like, I don't like, where do these come from? Why do I care? Like all of that stuff. And, and Chris, like your points about the jailbreak, like I, I get that the whole idea as to like, there's prison guards that you just don't frankly give a shit about. And like, that makes sense. Um, and that's where I'm like 50, 50. Cause I'm like the, both these battles are good in their own way, but they have a flaw. And so it's difficult to be like, okay, this one is clearly better. But if I had to pick one, like twist my arm, I'm going Wakanda just because I feel like there, there is so much to it emotionally, whether it comes and the stakes of the battle. I mean, this is the first time that you're really getting Thanos on a battlefield. It's like the enemy is actually becoming public for the first time. And I think that's super important. Um, obviously the snap at the end is like the biggest, you know, was iconic and really kept us waiting for another year. Uh, and it was difficult to sink your teeth into the fight at times because it felt very chaotic and everything was moving, but there were like these 
highlight level moments where for a few minutes like you were on the edge of your seat because it's like okay this is this is what i want to see this is what i wanted marvel to give me out of this fight and it's delivering in this moment so i'm gonna go with wakanda battle um and i think you know bring me thanos might bring in the trophy at the end so <laughs> let's see uh but yeah this was this was really good i i enjoyed the wakanda battle what will face the Wakanda battle fight scene in the finals? Will it be the number two Cap and Bucky versus Tony fight scene from Civil War? Or the number three seed, the Team Cap versus Team Tony fight scene from Civil War? And hey, I have to go with the number two seed, the the Cap and the Bucky stuff. This is this is all of the best elements of the Thor and the Hulk fight scene in that it feels really... Uh, kind of natural and, and pure in terms of it being a fight scene. We get some really solid combat fist, true fisticuffs, and it has so much character stuff in it too. And, and Kyle, I'm going to go ahead and continue with some of the things that you were saying about Tony in particular in this scene. I think this is just such a phenomenal Tony scene. Uh, and, and Tony is my favorite Avenger. Uh, and, and I like um, just the way that he is emotionally kind of like vulnerable. Like he wears his heart on his sleeve and like that is so opposite of of Cap, you know. Cap is the Superman. He's the Boy Scout and and Tony is the Batman. He's brooding and he's an orphan, you know. So like you kind of mentioned how Tony uses his words uh, to kind of control um, Friday and like control his suit. But after that death blow, after Cap smashes his little um, tesser, tesseract or whatever it is, I don't know what it's called, um, that, that controls his body, Tony, they're walking away. The battle has been won, and Tony is not going down yet because he throws a little verbal barb. He's yeah. like, you don't deserve that shield. My father made that shield. Yeah. Like he's, he's throwing Hail Marys right now, guys. Yeah. Uh, and, and what does Cap do? Drops the shield, dude. He's like, all right, don't, I don't need it. it. I got two like little, that. I got two oh. little fucking ching, ching, chings. So I'm ready to that was show. That's kind of a baller too. move, though. When he dropped the shield, <laughs> I was, I was oh, like, absolutely, dude. Yeah, it is a baller Like move. that was the only, that was the only thing Cap could have done in that moment to like win. That yep. fight, that final hair swat, bat down that final hail, hail mary. Uh, Cap yep. did that successfully. That was sick. But I loved that kind of last ditch effort from Tony. Um, I also loved the the mask coming off in that that th- those last couple of blows that Cap was giving him with the shield. The Iron Man mask comes off, and like RDJ, like. You know, I'm mixed on him as an actor. I'm mostly out on him as an actor, but that look that he gives uh, Cap, that look in his eyes, that kind of like, I'm trying to stay composed, but I'm also really freaking scared of what this guy might actually do. Uh, so subtle, but also like so good, so visceral. Totally. Um, obviously, like you've got, you know, you've got Tony, he's lost his parents. He's trying to avenge the situation. Uh, you've got um, Cap, who's trying to like his defend his sense of loyalty, defend his buddy. That's really all that he has in the world. Uh, so he's kind of standing his ground there. And meanwhile, outside, you've got T'Challa, who's undergoing kind of like all of the... <laughs> 
Like (laughs) the civil war is happening with him as well. And like, I know he's not part of this fight scene, but like the ghost of T'Challa is in the mix here thematically. But Bucky, I think is a super underrated element of this fight scene, especially in the first half, uh, when Bucky's about to escape, um, and Tony is really trying to get his vengeance. Uh, and there's a, there's an exchange and Tony says like, do you remember them? And I think so many like, you know, murderous drone bad guys will be like, no, don't remember it. Like, you know, killing's my business. You know, I really don't give a shit, but Bucky, but Bucky says, I remember all of them, which Mm -hmm. is like, even that's even more cold, dude. Like the idea that like, yeah, I do remember. And that is how little I care is that like, it just, it it really was business as usual for me. Uh, And that's just, yeah that that like takes you down a whole nother kind of layer to his character and like um adds to kind of like the weight that that he carries with him and and a weight that is eventually addressed in in Falcon and Winter Soldier uh the series Team Capfer's Team Tony love this scene uh love this as a battle I think I think it's as good as it can possibly be for one of these kind of like large scale uh, battle moments. I think this is the the crown jewel for those. But the the cat Bucky Tony stuff, like I think it's the better fight scene. I think you get a little bit of everything. Um, and while it's not necessarily spectacular, it has like spectacle level moments to it of both visually and like emotionally. So I have the number two to the finals. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the, I've said everything I can about both of them. I just think that there's the number two C is such a impactful scene for not only where we've been, but where we're about to go. It's a great pivotal moment. Uh, and I think that's very important, especially as civil war kind of launches us into this big, big battle portion of the MCU. It's great to have this. So I agree. Uh, Anoush, we got a final here. Uh, we have infinity war versus civil war up against each other. Is this kind of where you thought things were going to end up? Honestly, I I didn't really know how it was all going to shake out past the first round. Yeah. I was like it's so it's so 50-50. A lot of these fights were really really close. Um like like I said, like even at the start of like the first episode, I really thought like I was like oh confident, like number 1 seed like going to get through the 16th. <laughs> I was like flipped on a jump. I was like wow, like okay, this is the, we're we're in it for we're in it for the upsets here. So, I didn't really particularly know what to expect after that point but i i had a feeling that cap versus or cap and bucky versus tony was going to end up here and i had a pretty good i I didn't really have a feeling about wakanda Uh, i thought the other side of the bracket was very uh was very hit or miss so but i did have a feeling about this civil war one i thought this was going to go far yeah and that civil war one's going to win it all for me i'm crowning it the number two seed as the winner and i'm going to do that because i think that up until that point the MCU was very focused on these smaller battles, these smaller fights. It was very much hero versus villain. And finally, we shift into this part where it's like perceived villain in Bucky, but also the heroes that we've known for multiple films now that really built this whole thing are fighting against each other. So who are what side are we going to choose? And to see that conflict is, I think, is really at the heart of all of these films. It's the hero trying to understand who they are and their beliefs and what they're going to be willing to set aside or sacrifice for the greater good 
versus what they perceive as villainy. But in this, it's happening both ways. And for this scene to happen without just everything being figured out in the Civil War, in the big airplane battle outside, for it to be figured out hand to hand, 2v1, down in this random basement, this random place, is so smart. It makes for such a great scene, a meaningful scene, a memorable scene, and one that really holds true until the very end. This is something that those fools don't reunite until like what? Infinity War or the beginning of Endgame? Like they don't come back together for a very long time after this. And if they had figured it out, we would have skipped ahead real quick, <laughs> but they didn't. The scene is so smart. It's so good. It's bringing us back to why we started watching these films in the first place with the quote unquote, uh, the founding fathers of the MCU. So I'm crowning the number two here as the best MCU fight scene. Uh, very rare does, does a Marvel movie or Marvel show kind of like tackle its theme uh, in the way that this Civil War fight does. You know, so much of the time, like the theme is kind of like closed up in the in the post epilogue or like, you know, with, with the death of the villain or something like, okay, there's the theme being resolved or whatever. And like the theme of Civil War is very open-ended, Kyle. It's, it's what you were talking about, how like everyone has a different perspective and, um, you know, what's villainy to some is heroism to another. And someone who is a hero to one could be seen as a villain to other. Like, and there's just, there's never going to be a consensus. And so this fight is like the physical representation of, of the theme. Uh, and there is no, there is no solving it. It's in, it's ever present. Uh, and just seeing that play out on screen is just so cool. Uh, so, so not only do you have the theme present within the fight itself, but it is a cool fight. <laughs> like, it's a dope fight. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, it has literally everything I could ever want um, for a MCU fight scene. So I'm agreeing with you, Kyle. I'm crowning the Cap and Bucky versus Tony fight from Captain America Civil War as the best MCU fight scene So there it is. We've got a winner and let's do as we always do at the end of every bracket. Let's go ahead and clap it out. Anuj, uh, I know you didn't get a chance to, uh, give the final tie breaking vote to our winner, but do you think you would have crowned uh, this civil war fight as the winner? hundred percent. I think you guys made the right decision. Uh, I don't even think this final was particularly close. I thought that the Wakanda Forever, or the, sorry, not the Wakanda Forever, the Wakanda Battle had significant flaws even coming into this. Uh, I thought this the interpersonal conflicts between Cap and Bucky, and the uh, Cap, Bucky, and Tony, like it's just so good. the The fact that Bucky's kind of in this gray area when it comes to, when it comes to designating him as a hero or a villain is really good as well. So I think there's just a lot going on within this sort of battle and it's very small and it's between three people. So I feel like visually Marvel could focus on getting better angles. And there wasn't a lot of these like witty quips that we talked about with the uh, spectacle battles and these big diarrhea battles that Chris was talking about (laughs) earlier. 
Of course, I had to mention the diarrhea once, of but course. I think this is I think this was a very deserving winner. I think this was almost a compromise between what all three of us were saying, because we were like, we really like the small scale fights, but we like elements of the spectacle where there is these big moments. And I feel like this fight has a lot of big moments, but it's also really small. So you feel like, you know, every single character and their motivations and the emotions that are surrounding it. So I think this is a very deserving winner. All right. Well, uh, Anuj, appreciate you hopping yep, on on the pod and joining us for this one it was a super fun time and hey maybe uh maybe we'll have you back in the future and if you need the boys to yes. hop on Shingavi's show you know we're hey. happy to <laughs> hey we might we might have to make an episode collab happen on the Shingavi show thank you guys so much for having me this was this was so much fun uh i know like my marvel skills aren't like you know top of par uh, my friends who are huge Disney stands are going to be watching this. Like this kid has no <laughs> idea what he's talking about, making a fool of himself here. So uh, shout out to those people, but also thank you guys. This was a great time. I would love to be on. If you guys ever need a guest, you know who to call. So thank you. All right, everyone, you know how to reach us. You got something to say about the way this thing turned out? Did we miss an MCU battle that you all Lord knows there's a lot of them. So we wouldn't be surprised. Uh, do you have a bracket idea of your own? Do you want to hop in? and do some co-hosting. We would love to hear from you. Send us an email at mousemendispodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. All those channels are linked in the description of this podcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash mousemadness and join us at the $5 level by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang, where you get access to things like two bonus Mouse Madness episodes a month. We are we are breaking down the Disney 100 anniversary all year long. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so we're peppering those throughout on Patreon. Uh, we would love to uh, have y'all listen in on that. You also get access to things like our seasonal jerry's gang disney trivia event which is coming up in just a couple weeks gang uh so sharpen up on your trivia skills we've got another great prize uh for you can't wait for that one keep an eye out for an invite if you are a member of jerry's gang you also get access to things like the right to vote on bracket topics access to video episodes and more uh we would love to have you there once again patreon.com slash mouse madness folks we will catch you in the next bracket, catch you in the ne- next episode, because after all, we are inevitable.